Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to, f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by FitPlan. The world's best personal trainers at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime. To learn more, head to fitplanapp.com and start your free trial today. What is going on, Red Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with the founder of Peak Refuel, Seth Adams. Seth, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Yeah, now, okay. So for the listener that's never heard of Peak Refuel before, how would you best describe uh, Peak Refuel to, to them? Well, Peak Refuel is a brand uh, that is based in the outdoor industry. It's a food product. It's a free, fully freeze-dried meal brand. And, and there's many other brands that are out there that have been around for decades uh, in the freeze-dried and dehydrated food game. But Peak Refuel is a brand that's lightweight, fully freeze-dried, so it captures all the uh, original nutrients that's found in fresh food. And, uh, and it tastes tremendous. And so to anyone out there who has either never heard of Peak Refuel or has never tried a freeze-dried outdoor meal for backpacking or hiking or camping, uh, by all means, I, I think uh, I'm a little biased, but I think we've found uh, the one you're going to want, with Peak Refuel. So what's so unique about Peak Refuel from all the other freeze-dried products out there? <laughs> good, good question. So, so there's, there's something that maybe I need to illustrate uh, as quickly as I can, but effectively as I can. The difference between dehydrated food and freeze-dried food. Uh, freeze-dried food is still a little bit of a foreign concept to a lot of people. Uh, dehydration of food has been around for hundreds and thousands of years, right, in, 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 uh, in preserving a way of preserving food. Uh, but dehydrated food is a process of exposing food to a high level of heat for an extended period of time. And it's a great way to preserve fruit food. I mean, people use it with jerky and other things like that and, and uh, other fruits and vegetables. But the tough part about that is when you've exposed that food to such high levels of heat for a long period of time, you're breaking down the cell structure of that food. When you break down the cell structure of that food, you break down the nutritional value of that food. And, uh, and what freeze drying does in difference to, to dehydrated food is freeze drying protects the cell structure of that food. It preserves it, takes out all the moisture, same, same concept that, uh, that dehydration does, but even more so. And then when you go to reconstitute or rehydrate that food or just eat it as a snack, uh, because that cell structure is preserved in that food, so is the nutrition. And it is, is back to its original consistency. 
and flavor and nutritional value. So, so that's, that's one thing that makes us different in the fact that there are some brands out there that are in the backpacking and outdoor industry that focus either solely on dehydrated components or supplement some freeze-dried components with dehydrated components. We fully freeze-dry our mills. And, uh, and so the nutritional value is very uh, uh, strong and potent, and, and the flavor is uh, top-notch. And, uh, and the other thing that, changed, that, that uh, sets us apart from maybe uh, one or two other companies in the industry that fully freeze-dry their food is that you know, a lot of people care more now today what goes into their body than they did 20 or 30 years ago. And they're more uh, educa- educated about that. Um, some other meals in the industry haven't bothered to really change, uh, their formulations or ingredients, uh, to keep up with what the expectation is of the consumer or the user. And, uh, we've, we've based our entire concept and, and strategy upon this as, as building a meal that not only tastes wonderful, but gives you an experience of flavor and nutrition that just can't be, can't be beat in the industry right now. So tell me a little bit about your background. How how did you get into freeze drying food? Yeah, so so I've been around the freeze dry industry, freeze dry food industry for about ten years. Um, work uh, in all sorts of facets, whether it be from uh, bulk bulk food that people buy for emergency situations or or meals or, or whatever else. I, I've I've spent a lot of time uh, in that industry. Been around the technology. The technology hasn't been very accessible. To a lot of people, especially on the consumer level, um, it's mostly commercially based and industrial based, and and uh, but freeze dry technology is used in a lot of different fields besides food. It's used in in, in the medical field. That's used in the probiotic field. Um, it, it, it's a technology that's been around and virtually was primarily uh, created for the space age, right? Uh, a lot of people when they think freeze dry food think of astronaut food, you know, and 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 uh, and that type of thing. And originally it was used a lot for that, but now it's it's much more uh, accessible and available on the consumer level and, and user level. And, uh, and I've been involved in the sales aspect of that and the operation side of that, and, uh, but mostly in sales and, and, and understanding the technology uh, for about the last 10 years. That's really interesting. Okay, so Peak Refuel is a relatively young company. You started it in 2018, but obviously they've been working on the product for the last couple of years. Yeah. What has it been like really getting it off the ground? It's been really difficult, to be honest with you. It's not easy to launch a food company, let alone a freeze-dry food company. Um, there's a couple of areas that that are difficult about doing so. One is um, first establishing what what governs your quality. What what are what what are the what are the principles and foundations of the meals that you formulate that you need to stick by, you know, cause that then boxes you in a little bit as to, as to what you're going to take to market and, 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 and what you're going to present to the user. And, uh, and we knew right out of the gate that we wanted meals that, that were uh, having clean ingredients, uh, high protein, uh, use non GMO ingredients, um, and that tasted good. That would give someone an experience when they were eating it. Uh, and, and, and add to the experience that they were seeking and no matter what adventure or use they were, they were applying it to. And, uh, and, and so that makes it so you have to really work hard to develop, uh, the product that you're taking and make sure you stay within those bounds and those, uh, those standards that you've set for yourself. So for the last 18 months, close to two years, we've, we've developed, uh, these meals. We launched, uh, two breakfasts and four entrees to start. 
that can be the four entrees can be used as either lunch or dinner. And, uh, and those parameters were followed to a T and, uh, and that was very difficult. We used, we worked with food scientists that were very, uh, smart and educated. And, and, and basically we, we, uh, felt like we had a lineup that we wanted to try and develop. And then we went through rounds and rounds of, of drafts, you know, and, and recipes and formulations deciding what to add or what needs to be taken out. And, and, uh, and finally, after about 18 months, you know, we were able to, we were able to develop the, the brand and, and the mills. And then the second part that was, was difficult to that is obviously creating a brand that people can trust. And we want to earn people's business. And I know that's, everybody says that, you know, we want to earn your business, but truly we believe that in the industry, especially the outdoor industry, it's been difficult to trust those brands yet that have come before us. Um, you know, whether it be uh, cheap ingredients or uh, nutrition decks that just aren't as clean as you want. And we, we wanted to grow ourselves organically in such a way that people can un- believe and understand our authenticity and what our, what our true desire has been. And that's to give a good quality, nutritious meal that you love to eat. And so that, that's, that's been the process and the curve that we've been up against. And, and, uh, but we've, we've done it with a smile on our face. We're, we're excited to bring to market a product that we believe will, will raise the standard and bar of, of what's already out there. That's interesting. Okay. So you spent a good amount of time really developing the meals and making them so they taste good. And so they have quality ingredients. Um, how did you get the word out there, build the relationships with retailers and then also sell online? Good question. So, so once we had the mills formulated to a point where we felt like they, we could go through a series of palatability tests, right. And making sure that people, you can go through this process and become somewhat jaded, right. You you know what you like and you know what tastes good to you, but, but you ultimately get a, get a fair uh, amount of, of, of uh, uh, consumer surveying and reporting back to you on whether or not they feel like it tastes good and, and meets their, their quality standards. And so um, we, we just started letting people try our food. We, 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 before we even had it in its uh, retail packaging, you know, we'd, we'd whip up some food and have our families try. And then we'd have, uh, people who were big into the outdoors and would use these in applications that would last, you know, two or three or four days or even 10 days in the back country somewhere and, and, and tell us what they thought and, and get that feedback and be listeners to the, to the real authentic users of the product. And so that we went through a, a stage of, of palatability testing, making sure that other people felt as strongly confident as we did in, in the quality and, and standards of our meals. And then, you know, we 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 started uh, reaching out uh, in a grassroots way to to retailers. Uh, 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 the first retailers we reached out to were those smaller local shops that that cater to the pinnacle users, the authentic users of our product who have been around for years and years and spend every week outdoors and, and know what's already out there and what's missing. And, uh, and those are who we went to first. And then, you know, we had a, we've had a great, uh, uh, marketing team who's, who's tried hard to, uh, raise awareness on social media. And, and, and we, we built a website that was, uh, first and foremost educational and, and in easy to navigate and, and we just tried on a grassroots level to reach out, you know, cold calling and, you know, showing up to shops and, and asking if they'd try our food and give us a chance. And, and uh, so far, the, the response has been tremendous. We, we owe a lot of, of gratitude to the, to the many uh, local shops throughout the U.S. Who've, 
who've picked us up, you know, who've heard of us word of mouth and, uh, and who've got the word spreading like wildfire. So that's really awesome. Now in getting your first round of feedback from consumers were, did you hear any, um, surprising feedback feedback? Was there anything, um, that really kind of surprised you? Yeah. You know, one of the things that surprised me the most was, um, how happy people were to finally have something different. And, and I guess the reason why that, I mean, obviously we went into business feeling like we could bring something different, but maybe we didn't fully understand how much the marketplace was ready for something different. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of great companies and brands in the outdoor industry and, and, you know, in the, in the, in the food space, especially there's, there's brands who've been around for years, 20, 30 years. And they, they, I know that they all try to put out some really good product and, and, you know, we didn't know how receptive our product would be to those loyal users of, of other brands. But, uh, I think the thing that most surprised me the most was just how, how receptive people were to, to the idea of a new option, a different option. Um, and also, uh, the, the, praise and feedback that we were given on, on how good our meals tasted and, 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 and how they were looking for something that they didn't just have to settle for, but that they would actually look forward to eating, you know, after five or 10 miles on a trail. And, uh, and that was awesome. You know, we weren't expecting that. I mean, we felt strongly about it, but you know, we, we, we kept our humility, you know, we recognized that, Hey, this, this might not be received well, but, but it was, it, it was, it's been received tremendously. And, and any, any feedback positive or negative that we get, you know, we, we listen to and we, and we tuck away and we'll, we'll, we're, this will be an ongoing evolving process and progression to, to, to making our meals even better. What would you say has been your commitment to sustainability and making the product and making sure that you're keeping, um, sustainability in mind obviously catering towards an outdoor uh market that's definitely important to uh consumers absolutely no we 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 recognize that to focus in on sustainability and best practices and fair practices um you can't cut corners and you can't sacrifice um quality or price you know you have to invest in that that's something that you have to invest in and, uh, and our mills, um, are, are focused on, on having clean non GMO ingredients, uh, sourcing from only the best suppliers, uh, primarily here in the USA, but also in other, uh, trusted countries that grow wonderful and, and beautiful produce, fresh vegetables and fruits. And, and we're very connect, connected and committed to our supply chain in making sure that, uh, that we're buying from from sources that have the same standards we do in in, in uh, quality and fair fair manufacturing pra- practices and and uh, you know we, we we're not we're not claiming to be the cheapest uh, pr- option on the shelf um, nor will we feel like we have to settle for that and I don't think the consumer uh, wants to settle for that I think the consumer understands the value and paying attention to those fair fair manufacturing concepts uh, clean ingredients sourced uh, fairly and efficiently and from quality sources and, uh, and wants to participate in that with us. And, uh, and so that's, that's absolutely been a focus from the get go. 
Uh, we're in the process now of becoming non-GMO certified, which takes a few months, but we're 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 going through the the, the mechanism and process of that, and we're we're fully uh, uh, produced, freeze dried, and packaged here in the United States, uh, where we can have uh, complete confidence in the uh, in the uh, quality food manufacturing processes that uh, that are required here in the states. Want to run further, climb higher, develop the strengths you never knew you had? Up the ante on your fitness routine with FitPlan, the personal training app that gives you the exact workout regimen of world-class athletes, trainers, and bodybuilders. Get the step-by-step instruction from pros like triathlete Brandon Brazier, plant-based bodybuilder Misha Jenyak, and international fitness competitor Michelle Lewin. Sweat through football drills with NFL wide receiver Marcus Lee and sculpt your entire physique with global fitness icon Jen Selter. Choose from over 30 fit plans for strength training, full body conditioning, HIT, and even Zumba. Work out at the gym, at home, or even the great outdoors. Download FitPlan on iOS or Android and start training for free. Now, you're based in, in Utah. I want to ask a question specifically about the organization. You, you have a team of four sure. working on this uh, full-time. What, what's a normal yes. day like for you guys? Oh, man. You know, it's funny because when, you're, when you've got a team of four, um, I don't know that you're ever fully off work. <laughs> and so the <laughs> days just kind of roll, keep rolling. Um, you know, we, we get into the office early, uh, and, and, uh, and right out of the gate, you know, we're, we're trying to just make sure we're on top of, uh, emails from customers and users and, and, and the phone calls that might come in or, or any, any, uh, questions that people have. We really care about education. We care about educating the consumer and making sure that they are, uh, confident and comfortable with the product that we're putting out. Um, and so we spend a lot of time in the morning, especially talking through that and making sure that we're, uh, efficient in our responses and, 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 and our, uh, our definitions and, and answers to people's questions. So the consumers, uh, questions are super important to us and we want to be good listeners. And then, and then, you know, we work, uh, well into the early evening and, and honestly, you know, we were, <laughs> my team just last night, uh, was going back and forth, uh, between one and 3 AM, um, talking about, uh, different ideas, different projects and strategies and, and bouncing ideas off of each other. So truthfully, when, when I say, you know, the days just kind of roll continuously, they do, you know, and we're, and we're, and we're also passionate about the project and the work that we're doing that, that we're okay with that. You know, in fact, it's kind of exciting to, to get a text at 3 AM with some good news and, and that, that'll grow and, and continue the, the, the mission that we're on. And, and so, yeah, we're, we're always working. The answer, short, short answer, we're always working. Life of a startup. <laughs> yeah, totally. And we love that. We, we love what we're going through right now. It's, it's a good time. What, um, what's been the hardest part about starting Peak Refuel? Uh, the hardest part was definitely the development phase, like we talked about earlier. You know, it, it, was, uh, it was a process to, to find... Um, the right uh, food scientists and developers that could help us create the best meals possible, uh, fitting again within all the standards that we had set for it. Um, that was super uh, time consuming and tedious. And, you know, there were multiple times where I would ask myself, what are we doing here? You know, do we, can, can we do what we're trying to do? Can it be done? 
you know, we've got a lot of other companies in the industry who've, who've spent years uh, in, in, the, in the category. And, you know, we, we were trying to do something that hasn't been done yet. And, and, uh, and it was tedious and it was discouraging at times. But, but uh, the development process was, was certainly the, the toughest. And it, it got to the point where we were so anxious to just have a product to take to market and launch that when that launch day finally came on April 5th of this year, um, I don't think we've quit smiling since, you know, we, we, we've just loved taking this product now that we've worked so long on, uh, to the, to the user, to the people. Love it. Now, if you were to do it all over again, say, um, you know, tomorrow morning, your business just disappeared and you had to start all over again. Is there anything you would do differently? Absolutely. Yeah. There, I mean, if anybody said, would tell you that starting a company or a startup that, that they wouldn't do anything differently, I think maybe has missed some of the great lessons to be learned in, in the process of doing so. Hmm. Um, if I, if I was, if I was to say one of the most important things that I would do differently, I'd be a better listener, uh, a better listener to those who care and, and those who, um, who, who know more than me. Even if it's not in the same field, just seeking out more information, more knowledge, and being a better listener. Sometimes, sometimes it's easy to have this idea and jump into that idea and think that you're the only one that can make the idea better. And and right. and and that's 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 a that's a trap. That's a trap that'll slow you down in every aspect of business. You've got to listen to people. Uh, you've got to listen to people with all different kinds of ideas and angles of of, of how to to make something good, a good idea, even better. And so I, I tell you right out of the gate, the best thing I can do uh, and the best lesson I learned was to be a better listener. And, and, and it, especially amongst my team, the three other people that work with me, they've all got great ideas. They're sharp people. And even though I'm, even though I'm the leader and the one who is guiding the team, you know, from a, from a big vision standpoint, um, Gosh, I can't, I can't get my head caught in the clouds. You know, you got, you got it. You got to stay in tune with people and their ideas and their opinions, because really, if we really want to uh, revolutionize the the category of outdoor meals and food, we've got to listen to the people. They care about what they want, and and uh, and we've got to pay close attention to that. So, what's your greatest fear, and and how do you manage it in regards to uh, peak performance? Good question. I, I think that the the biggest the biggest fear that I have is complacency, uh, mediocrity, um, getting too comfortable and confident. Um, those are things that concern me on a daily basis. Not just for my team, but for myself uh, and for for uh, the people that uh, trust us to bring our food into their shops and stores and retail locations, whether online or brick and mortar. Uh, I want to give them something to talk about and I want to always be ever moving and pushing the envelope of what's good. And, uh, and we're passionate about food. We're passionate about outdoor food. And again, you know, if somebody is investing in an experience of climbing a mountain or a peak or, or going into the back country for days to have an experience, we want the food to be a positive part and component to that experience they're seeking you know too many people have settled for oh i just need to feed myself so that i don't starve well that's taking away and detracting from the experience they're seeking right and so we want to we want to always improve ourselves always be learning 
always setting a new standard, new height, new goals, uh, not becoming complacent, not becoming mediocre, not becoming just one of the other products and brands out there. That's, that's what I fear the most and, and, and trying to mitigate that risk and that fear by, um, of always, uh, you know, keeping our head down and working, not, not getting, uh, uh, stuck on the, on the short, uh, short-term successes or goals being achieved, but, but saying there's more work to do. There's always more work to do. That is for sure. <laughs> um, what would you say have been some of the biggest mistakes that you've made thus far? Oh man, you know, I think, I think there's always a learning curve when you're starting a new, uh, brand or business or, or company, um, of just understanding the mechanics and processes and timelines, lead times, uh, all those kinds of things factoring in how they come together. I, I don't claim to be the most organized guy in the world. In fact, everybody in my office would think that's an understatement. And, 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 uh, and, and thankfully I've got good people around me who keep me on top of, of things, but you know, it, mistakes I've made, not, not clearly identifying and understanding lead times. We launched truthfully, we launched about a month later than we wanted to. Um, and that was completely my fault. I wasn't in tune enough with, with, with lead times and, and, uh, and logistical, logistical things that, that I thought would just come together and they didn't. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the other thing too is, is, is when you're developing, especially content that's going to be on packaging and label, make sure you make sure your spell checks on, make sure you're doing things, good things like that. You know, little, little mistakes that, that uh, that will save you some dollars and cents when it comes to redoing later on. You know the, the, those kinds of things. They're they're all mistakes that are made. But honestly, you know we're not that far removed from them. But we we can laugh at them and recognize that hey, that's all part of the growing process, the learning process, and and ultimately all part of the fun of of getting something going. Yeah, I can't even. I, we've I've interviewed a lot of people on the on the podcast with. with um, all sorts of different types of manufacturing, some sort of product. And so many of them are just like, man, spell check. That would have saved me a few thousand dollars <laughs> totally. in totally. packaging mistakes. Totally. And it's like, yeah, I guess I've, it's been, I've been there. Higher yeah, stakes. I've been there. <laughs> it's not a paper you're turning in to get graded. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I wish I could remember some of those English classes I took, you know. Um, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in the food, outdoor, or just a business in general? You know, everybody, everybody is fueled differently in terms of what, what motivates them, what, what, uh, what causes them to wake up in the morning and want to, want to work and get to work and get after it and grind away. Um, I, I would tell anybody, don't, don't get into anything that you don't already have a natural and instinctive passion for, you know, life's, life's too short, not to, not to love what you do, not to love every moment for good or for worse. And and appreciate it, and learn from it, and gain knowledge. And and so, if, if for us, we all had a passion. Everybody who works for Peak Refuel has a passion for the outdoors. They love being outside, and they love the experience that it gives them. They love love the the renewing effect that it provides. And uh, you know, we we have bad days. We we have you know tough decisions to make, and and hard knocks, and things that don't always go our way. But ultimately, what's fueling us and motivating us is the passion for the outdoors. And, and, and being a part of that and, and the community of it, the community of the outdoor industry and, and world is, is tremendous. You know, it, 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 it's interesting, you know, you, you, you want to find P3 
people from all different walks of life who who can get along and love each other and have a good experience with each other it's in the outdoors you know because we don't have to talk about or deal with the rest of the the stuff that's going on we're just we all have a common love for the outdoors and and for us good food and uh and so have a passion i'd tell anybody just have a have a have a natural instinctive passion for whatever it is you want to want to get started in love the advice where do you see peak refuel in the next year five years ten years down the road have you thought about it yeah you know we 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 as a in startup mode you're 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 thinking hour to hour, right? Let alone five to 10 years. And, and uh, the one goal that we've had for our first year is twofold. One, we want people to know our name. And two, we want people to know our quality. And, and, uh, and that takes a lot of work. That's easier said than done. You, to pe- for people to know our name, we have, to, we have to talk. We have to engage. We have to be communicating and, and, and inviting. Uh, and then for people to understand and know our quality, we have to let people try our food and, and know for themselves and find out for themselves just how good peak meals are. And so we've been grinding away and doing that. And, and for our, through our first year, we'll continue to do that. Um, and then, you know, five years from now, we, we certainly want to be a, a, a major uh, contributor and player in the outdoor uh, food market and, and continue to, to build relationships with, uh, with authentic uh, retailers and distributors who will again take that, our food to the authentic user, the people who really understand the importance of good quality food in the outdoors. And ten years from now, honestly, if I could, if I can uh, uh, be uh, aggressive in my approach, I, I want I want to dominate the marketplace in ten years. I want to have Peak Refuel as a household name. I want Peak Refuel to be a brand that has a great uh, uh, trust and 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 that that. Consumers know that when they find that on a shelf, that they are going to get the best experience in, in what outdoor, outdoor food has to offer. And, uh, and we want to be the majority uh, shareholder in that marketplace. And so from a business standpoint, we're going to work towards that as hard as we can. Again, we're humble. We're listening. We're, we're, we're seeking to know uh, what people expect and want and meeting those uh, ever-changing standards. And, uh, and we're going to work with our heads down and just keep pushing forward. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, when 10 years come around, you and I can have another conversation. We can, we can evaluate, uh, how far we've come. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. So what's the best part about running peak refuel? <sighs> the very best part about running peak refuel is the people I get to work with every day. Um, their support and encouragement is, is, uh, uh, humbling to me. And, and, uh, it's one thing for you as a person to have a dream or a desire to chase. Um, and it's incredible when other people share that same vision and dream with you and the team that I have, uh, working with me. And again, I, I see it, I see us as equals, you know, we're, we're working together every day, bouncing ideas off of each other and concepts and opinions and questions. And, and sometimes we're butting heads and that's okay. What what the best part is about working with Peak is being surrounded by good people who share our passion and who share my passion, and uh, and that fuels me and refuels me every day. And so, um, not only do I get to eat great food, but I get to be around tremendous people with a lot of integrity and common sense and drive, and that's a, that's a huge bonus. I can see where the name came from. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, 
Now, for the listener that wants to keep tabs on all the things uh, that Peak Refuel has going on now and in the future, where is the best place for them to do that? Yeah, so you're you're welcome to to, to come and and, uh, and visit our website uh, at peakrefuel.com, peakrefuel.com, and and follow us on Instagram uh, at peakrefuel. Uh, same thing on Facebook. They'll very, be very uh, connected and in tune with what we're doing, where we're at, um, what the user experience has been with our product. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's the best place to find information as we continue to grow and evolve and find where, where you can actually find peak refuel at a store or retail location near you. And, uh, and if I may, uh, we have a, uh, a, uh, for your listeners for, uh, ready Yeti, we've got a promo code. They're more than welcome to use. And that's, uh, uh, ready Yeti 25, and that'll give them 25% off anything on our website, plus free shipping anywhere in the lower 48 yeah and we'll get that linked up in the show notes um for anyone listening that wants to take advantage of that we'll link right to uh peak performance and um in addition to that we're also going to be giving away a bunch of meals from uh from peak performance along with a lot of other gear from other outdoor startups so just head over to readyeddy.com and right on the homepage, you'll see it if you're listening between uh, august 14th and and september 12th um and with that um I really want to thank you so much for taking the time, Seth, to come on the podcast and share your story and everything you guys have going on with uh, Peak Refuel. I'm really excited to see uh, see what the future has in store for you guys. Thank, thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. Really, uh, really appreciate you giving us some time. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.